Flipping a house consists of one, buying a distressed property at a discount, two, fixing it up to current market standards, and three, reselling to a retail homeowner at top price for a profit. Now, having flipped hundreds of houses over the past 20 years, house flipping can be very rewarding and extremely lucrative, but you have to know the fundamentals and follow best practices. On this video, I'm gonna break it down for you step by step. But first, if you're new here, my name is Jerry Norton. I make millions of dollars a year flipping houses. And here on my YouTube channel, I show you how to do the same. So if you wanna be a flipping genius like me and live your dream life, subscribe to my channel and watch my videos. Now, before you ever buy a house to flip, there are three things to make sure that you do first. Let's discuss each one in detail. First, you wanna choose an area where flipping houses is prevalent. If others are actively flipping houses, that tells us that there's a market demand for renovated homes. Now, this is relatively easy to figure out. Search on Zillow or Redfin for sold homes in your area during the past six months and look at the highest price homes and see how many were renovated. You can tell a home has been renovated by a flipper, not just because everything is new and updated, but it's vacant, meaning no one is living in it, and oftentimes it's staged. This will give you a good idea of what kind of flipping activity is going on in that area. If there isn't any flipping happening, then it's probably not a good area to flip. After finding an area that's ideal to flip houses and it's time to start looking for opportunities, the second thing to consider is how long it will take from start to finish to flip the house. Now with house flipping, time is money. The more extensive the rehab, the longer it takes to renovate and sell it. And the longer the money is tied up in the house, the longer it takes to realize a profit. So you want to pay close attention to how extensive the rehab will be. Now I look at the condition of a distressed property in one of three categories or levels. Level one is a light rehab. A light rehab consists of carpet and paint and maybe a few minor items. A level one rehab usually takes two to four weeks to complete. A level two rehab is what I call an average rehab, which in addition to carpet and paint, an average rehab also includes updating the bathrooms and doing a new kitchen. Sometimes I call this a surface rehab because it's updating everything you see on the surface, like flooring, fixtures, cabinets, counters, and so on. Now, level two rehabs can take 30 to 90 days usually, depending on the size and scope of the home. Level three is what I call a heavy rehab or a gut rehab. Now, level three usually consists of major capital improvements like roof, windows, and siding, electrical plumbing, and mechanical, or redesigning the floor plan. Basically, everything needs fixed and redone. Level three rehabs can take six months or longer, again, depending on the size and scope. And in the beginning, to minimize risk and speed up the turnaround time, I recommend sticking to level one or maybe level two until you gain more experience. Now, not only do you want to do the renovation as quickly as possible, but assuming that the quality of the rehab is sufficient for the market, you wanna price the home to get top dollar, but still sell fairly quickly. My goal is to get an acceptable offer in 30 days or less. Again, time is money, which brings me to the third thing to consider when flipping a house, and that's to make sure you earn a sufficient return on investment or net profit. Now I ask myself with every deal, is this project worth the time, energy, and effort? I'm very careful to only do deals that meet a specific profit margin. The biggest mistake I see new flippers make is they underestimate what it really takes to flip a house and consequently their margins are really small with no room for what I call unforeseens. Now unforeseens are things that happen that you didn't anticipate such as going over budget or the house doesn't sell for as much as you hoped. 
You have to decide what your minimum profit margin is, but I suggest you aim to make 15% of your resale price, or what is often called the after repair value, or ARV for short. So if I flip a house for 500,000, my desired net profit should be 75,000. Now set aside from buying right and properly factoring in all the numbers, how do you make sure your first or next flip is worth the effort? I have three suggestions or tips. The first should go without saying, but I see it all too often, so I need to say it. Don't do the work yourself. It's tempting to think you can save money by doing some or all of the work. The only exception is demo, because come on, demo is so fun. In all seriousness, the problem with swinging the hammer is your project will take forever and your time is better used managing the project and finding your next deal. It's better to budget accordingly and hire competent contractors to do the work. Tip number two to ensure your flip is worth the effort is to avoid flipping in areas with low home values under $150,000. The reason is because it's just as much work to flip a $150,000 house as it is to flip a $375,000 house, but you make three times the profit. That is exactly what happened to me years ago in Metro Detroit. I was flipping starter homes for $150,000, then I flipped a house in a nicer area for $375,000, and I made three times as much money. I realized that it was just as much work doing the small deals, but I made triple the profit on the bigger deal. So tip number three is to go into the deal with a healthy projected profit. My target profit I aim for on every deal is 15% of the after repair sale price. That means if I hope to sell the house after I fix it up for let's say 400,000, I wanna make a net profit of 60,000, which is 15% of 400,000. If for some reason there are unforeseens and I only make 30,000 instead of 60,000, I can live with the consequences. But if I go into the deal hoping to make 30,000 and run into unforeseens and then I break even or heaven forbid lose money, that would suck. My goal when flipping is if everything goes bad, I still make a profit. Now the other way to help ensure that you make a healthy profit is to create a realistic budget. Get multiple bids and add 10% to your projected budget just in case. Now, by the way, if you're really serious about flipping houses, then you should check out my house flipping deal management system called Flipster. Now, it has a rehab estimator, a scope of work tool, a budget tracker, and even a paperless contractor management center. Flipster has everything you need to successfully flip houses. To test drive Flipster for free, just go to joinflipster.com. So now that we've gone over the fundamentals and best practices when flipping a house, let me walk through my six-step process to flip your first or next house. Step one is to find a good deal. A good deal is defined as a distressed property that you can buy at a discount, and this tends to be the hardest step for most new investors because they don't know where to look. Now, honestly, there are dozens of different ways you can find a good deal. I did a video where I gave 67 different ways to find deals. I'll put the link to that video in the description below for you. Now, another free resource is a software called PropWire. PropWire is a database of over 57 million seller leads nationwide. It's super easy to use. Go to joinpropwire.com, pick your area, pick the seller lead, hit search and download. That's it. And did I mention it's free? Again, check it out at joinpropwire.com. Now, step two to flip your first house is going to sound odd, but hear me out. Once you find a good deal, the next step is to hire the listing agent. I'm talking about the agent who's going to list the home for sale after it's fixed up. Now, this may seem weird because technically you don't need the agent until after you finish the rehab, but I also use that listing agent as the designer. A top producing agent is a local market expert. 
They work with buyers every single day. They are intimately aware of what the trends are and what buyers want. You can really heavily rely on their knowledge and expertise. The good news is this typically doesn't cost you anything extra. Since the agent is going to be the one selling it later, they are more than happy to help you create a winning house that will sell for top dollar. Pro tip here, the key to getting a top producing agent is to call up a big box real estate firm like Century 21, Remax, or Keller Williams and ask the receptionist who the number one selling agent is in that office. Every office tracks that so it's easy to find out. You want either number one, two, or three producer in that office as your listing agent. Now, once you hire a top listing agent, step three to flip your first house is to do a property walkthrough with your listing agent. They're going to go through every item of the house and tell you exactly what you have to do, need to do, and should do. They will tell you what things a buyer will require and what things a buyer won't care about. For example, do you have to replace the doors and trim or can you just paint the existing doors and trim? Do you need to install wood floors in the bedrooms or will a buyer be okay with new carpet instead? The biggest mistake flippers make is they guess what to do or decide what to do based on their own personal preference or they over-renovate and do things that don't add value. I once did a big rehab project in Myers Park in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was a high-end neighborhood and all of the homes were like 100 years old. And as I was doing my initial design walkthrough with my agent, one of the rooms had uneven floors from the home settling over the past 100 years. I mentioned to the agent that I would have to remove the subfloor and fix it. And the agent advised me not to waste my money and to leave it. (laughs) She said, buyers in Myers Park like that and it shows character. I couldn't believe it and I told her, no way, I don't believe you. So she took me to a few million dollar homes in the neighborhood and sure enough, they all had uneven floors. Now obviously that doesn't apply in every market, but it did in Myers Park. Had I not used a top producing agent in that market to create my rehab design, I would have wasted thousands of dollars unnecessarily fixing the floor. And not only will the top producing agent slash designer help create the exact rehab plan, they will also tell you exactly which finishes to use, including paint colors, cabinets, light fixtures, wood floor stain, etc. So as you're walking the property with the agent, you're taking meticulous notes, and then you'll create a detailed written scope of work outlining everything to be done on the house. So now that you've created your detailed rehab plan, step four is to get bids from contractors. And your goal is to get three bids for every item of the rehab. Do not hire a handyman to bid your rehab. A handyman is okay at everything, but not good at anything. Get specialized contractors for each area of the rehab. A painter that just does painting. A tile guy that just does tile. An electrician that just does electrical. And so on. I did a video where I explained eight ways to find and hire the perfect contractors. I'll put a link to that video in the description below and you can watch it later. Now, once you have all of your bids and your updated rehab budget, it's time for step five, which is to create the rehab timeline. The rehab timeline is the sequence of events to complete your rehab. It's an outline of when each item of the rehab is to start and how long it will take to complete. This is where your contractor's expertise comes in. In addition to giving you a bid to do the work, require they also give you their timeline to do their specific scope of work. Ask them how long it will take them and what they need to have completed prior to starting their scope of work. This will help you create your timeline. For example, if you're installing a new roof and gutters, the gutter contractor will need the new roof done first because if the gutters were to be installed first, the roofing contractor might damage the new gutters during the roof installation. Now every rehab is different because every scope of work is different. But if you don't have a rehab timeline and hold your contractors accountable to it, 
your rehab could take twice as long to complete. So once you've created your rehab timeline, it's time for step six, which is to hire your contractors and set clear expectations. 90% of problems with contractors can be avoided if you set up clear expectations up front ahead of time. Now, every contractor will sign a contractor agreement, which includes, among other things, the scope of work, the timeline, how payment is handled, and bonuses and penalties. Now, there are actually 15 clauses I include in a contractor agreement, and I did a video where I break it all down. I'll put the link to that video in the description below for you so you can watch it later. And if you'd like, I'll give you my contractor agreement that I use on all my rehabs for free. I'll put the download link for that as well in the description below. Now, let me reiterate what I said in the very beginning of this video. The key to successfully rehabbing is carefully planning ahead of time. And the best tool to plan and organize all of the steps of flipping houses is, again, Flipster. Flipster is a cloud-based deal management system that not only helps you organize, streamline, and automate all of the steps to flipping houses, but like I mentioned, it even comes with a paperless contractor management center. It's really cool to check it out and see it in action. Just go to joinflipster.com. And finally, the one thing that I didn't cover on this video was how to get the money to fund your first or next flip. So watch this next video about how to fund your first or next flip with 100% funding. That means none of your own money. Watch that now and I'll see you on the next video.